Welcome to the Pioneering Today podcast. This is episode number 109, and you are with me, Melissa K. Norris. And here at the Pioneering Today podcast, we inspire your faith and pioneer roots with old-fashioned skill sets and wisdom in a modern world. I'm really excited to dive directly in with you guys today. We are going to be talking about natural remedies, my specific seven favorites, and also one that didn't work so well for me last week when I came down with a wicked case of laryngitis. I'm going to be sharing with you what I consider my tried and true remedies and the things that I immediately do as soon as I first start coming down, feeling not well, and then some of my favorite natural remedies involving herbs and essential oils. And right before we dive into it, today's episode is brought to you by our affiliate, the Ultimate Herbs and Essential Oils Bundle. So I just want to share this with you guys really quick because it's only up for three more days. It goes away forever on Monday, May 22nd, 2017. And I want to share it with you because it is an incredible value. If you have ever wished that you could just open up the cupboards of your spice cabinet and you could tell directly by going through your herbs and spices, what you needed to create your own medicine, be it teas, be it salves and ointments, how to use essential oils. If you've ever wished that you could go on a nature walk and look at natural plant matter, or that you could just open up your medicine cabinet and it would be filled with jars of spices and herbs and you knew exactly how to use them, how to prepare them for different things and different ways to help your family not only overcome illnesses, but also to boost your immune system and to stay better. But you knew that you were doing it with safety in mind and that you were using tried and true methods and recipes. Well, if you have ever wished that or wanted that knowledge for yourself, you guys, this is really the time to do it. The Ultimate Herbs and Essential Oils Bundle has over 26 resources. So it's got over 16 ebooks and printables, and then it's got 10 e courses, and it's over 96% off for just three more days. In addition to that, you can also get, I've got my own bonus, which is a two-page reference sheet that you just print out and you can actually put it inside your cupboard door. So when you open your medicine cabinet, it's there right there for you. And it lists the herbs by their medicinal properties. So we've got categories like astringent, anti-inflammatory, antivirus, antifungal, stress reducing, and a whole lot more. But it's just your quick guide so you can immediately go to it and see what you've got on hand and in stock and how you can start using that. Plus it has safety because just because something's natural doesn't mean it's safe, right? So there's a lot of safety that's covered in there too, but it's a really incredible deal. And so you can check that out at melissaknorris.com slash bundle. You can also grab all of the stuff I'm talking about today, including my recipes and the list. You can get in the show notes at melissaknorris.com. Click on the podcast button. This is episode number 109. What if the next time you start coming down with a cough or cold, instead of having to run out to the pharmacy or run to the store, get out in the weather, spend time, go and purchase pills and tablets and all that different stuff, instead, you could simply reach into your pantry cupboard and your own natural herbal spice cabinet for natural cough and cold remedies to start treating yourself right away. When I 
first, very first start to feel sick or I start to feel like I'm getting a cough or cold or you know, you're know, you kind of feeling like you might be coming down with something, there's three steps that I immediately take and I put into action. The first one of those is I make sure I am getting plenty of rest. So I will make sure that I'm going to bed earlier and that I am getting a full night's sleep. So usually I try to go to bed a half an hour earlier at least than I normally do to give my body just that that extra resource of sleep to help ward off anything that's coming on. So that's my very, very first step. The second thing that I do is I immediately start drinking more liquids. Most of us aren't drinking enough water. And so I will immediately start drinking more water because especially too, when you feel that cough and cold coming on, especially if it's something that's involved in the throat, it is so soothing to drink liquids. And it also helps with the cold and the cough symptoms too, especially when it's like a throat irritation. So I'll start drinking a lot of extra liquid, water, and warm liquids as well. And then the third thing that I do, and we're gonna be diving in a lot deeper on today's episode is, I will start using natural remedies to naturally boost my immune system and get my immune system like a good old fashioned kick in the pants and get that baby up and running. So last week, I came down with laryngitis. So laryngitis is usually described, the description of laryngitis is the inflammation of your vocal cords and your voice box. Usually you'll have a cold and a bit of a sore throat, but your voice a lot of times will go away or be really raspy and hoarse. That was the case for me. I'm not kidding you. Whenever I tried to talk, I was like a 13-year-old boy going through puberty. If I could get anything to come out of my voice box, it was really squeaky and cracking. And then there were some times that I really couldn't even talk. I was just so hoarse. And I had a mild sore throat, not super bad, and a little bit of a cough. So I went through my natural remedy cabinet and started using everything and testing and seeing which ones work the best for me. And I'm going to share that with you today specifically for when I had laryngitis too, but general cough and cold as well. Now, a couple things you need to know. I'm not a certified herbalist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a professional medical in any type of way. So this is, I can't diagnose or prescribe treatments for you. This is just for informational purposes. Okay. But I'm a homesteader. I'm an author and I have been researching and using natural remedies for a number of years now because what I love about using herbs, they work for so many different things. So you can have one herb and it goes into so many different categories and there's so many different herbs listed that usually you'll be able to find one that works for you because not every herb works for every person. It's kind of the same thing even with medicine. Everybody's body, we have a little bit different chemistry and some things will work super awesome for me, but they might not work as well for you. So it's great with the herbs that we've got a whole list of categories of herbs under these different categories so you can try and find the one that works best for you. But we will be talking safety because just because something is safe and natural does not mean that you can just take it willy-nilly, right? So we're gonna be going over some of my favorite herbs today. I've got six of my top wellness herbs that I reach for, and there's a couple of them that you need to watch out for if you've got certain conditions or things, and we'll be going over that too. So the first three things that we did, we talked about is getting plenty of rest when you're coming down with something, lots of sleep, staying really well hydrated, and then we wanna move into boosting our immune system. So some of my six favorite immune boosting herbs are basil, echinacea, I'm sure y'all have heard of echinacea before, elderberry, garlic, ginger, here's the note on the ginger with our safety, right? 
So with ginger, if you have a blood clotting disorder, I mentioned yesterday my daughter has a blood clotting disorder. She has von Willebrand's Willowbrand, von disease to be exact. So her um, blood does not form clots properly. If you're on blood thinning medication, anything like that, Ginger is not for you, okay? And of course, before you use any of these herbs medicinally, if you do have, if you're on prescription medications or you've got a medical condition, check with your pharmacist or your doctor or if you see a naturopath, really do research, okay? Then my sixth favorite immune boosting herb is licorice root. I've got to give you a note of caution with licorice root too. So I love licorice root, but licorice root shouldn't be used if you have low potassium levels, autoimmune disease, high blood pressure, heart disease, or impaired kidney or liver function, okay? So if that's the case, then you've got the other ones to choose from, but licorice root is not gonna be one of the ones that you will wanna be using. So those are my six, so when I first feel something coming on, those are the ones that I will look for and start to use immediately to help get my immune system up and going. Because no matter if we've got you know cough and cold or if you feel like you have flu symptoms coming down or you're just feeling run down, I like to get my immune system revved up and kind of operating at optimal performance, right? So I will go through and I will choose one of those. Now for me personally, I have made homemade elderberry syrup. So this is elderberry syrup that I have done with vegetable glycerin, food grade organic vegetable glycerin, and dried elderberries. I'm hoping to get elderberry plants put in this year on my homestead. I don't currently have them. So I purchased organic elderberries and I've got this little tincture syrup here made up. And so I will immediately start with this. And so I'll put a teaspoon of this into a cup of water. You can take it straight, but I, like I said, I like to try to stay hydrated. So I'll add this to some water and I will get started going with that to get my immune system going. Then we also have within our herbal categories, so a lot, most of your coughs and colds, now not always, but most of your coughs and colds can also be caused by virus. Sometimes you can have bacteria stuff coming in, especially if you've got a really severe sore throat. So if you've got really severe symptoms going on, you may, might wanna seek out medical help as well because if it moves into where it's actually an infection, modern medicine has its place. And if you've got a really bad infection, you don't want that to keep going, right? Because then that can cause a lot more symptoms. So use, use common sense. If you're feeling really, really sick, like beyond just a normal cough and cold, or especially with children, a lot of times they will be, this is what my doctor has always told me, is if your kid is acting not normal. So, you know, if they are acting fairly normal, just a little bit, like they're a little bit sick, then, you know, then you kind of watch them and see if symptoms progress. But if they're really showing signs of being, you know, really lethargic and just not, you just in your gut, you know that they're not acting really normal, then go go and take them in, go and see your doctor. So I love natural remedies, but we need to use them in balance with modern medicine too. At least that's my viewpoint. I think we're so blessed to live in a time where we have the benefit of both modern science and natural remedies, and I think that they need to go hand in hand. It's not one or the other. I like to start with natural remedies, but I will definitely go in and see the doctor and the same thing with my kids. So wanna make sure that we get that out there too. Next up is antiviral herbs. And I like to do, I start with the immune boosting, but then I add in the other other things too. So antiviral herbs are gonna be my favorites, echinacea, elderberry, and licorice root. So those are three of my favorite antiviral herbs, and they also were immune boosting herbs at the same time. That's what I mean, they will kind of split over some different categories. So you're getting those benefits there too. 
Then my other favorite, this is one of my absolute favorite, favorite herbs, and it's the one that gave me the most best relief when I had the laryngitis last week, and that is marshmallow root. So I know I say marshmallow and everybody's starting to think candy, right? Amen? No. <laughs> Not talking about the candy, but I'm talking about actual marshmallow root. And I don't grow marshmallow root here, but I always keep a bag of this on hand. So I love to have marshmallow root on hand, and for a couple of reasons. So marshmallow root helps form a protective layer on your mucous membranes, and it will help with pain and inflammation. So it really helps coat I like my throat when it's really irritated and sore and it also has some anti-inflammatory properties as well so it kind of is one of those that does double duty but this one was my go-to I tested some different things different herbal remedies when I had the laryngitis last week this one by far was like the one right on the money that gave me the best relief so it's absolutely one of my favorites if you have never used an herb before, if it's a brand new herb to you, and this is true kind of with any food, but especially with herbs, one is, like we keep saying, right, talking about doing research, but only use an itty bitty tiny amount the very first time you ever use it because if you do have an allergic reaction which happens I mean there's a lot of things like a lot of people are allergic to things that are in the mint family can be allergic to things for instance my mom is allergic to plantain which is a commonly used herb so start with a tiny amount because if you do have an allergic reaction you don't want a ton in your system and really watch yourself see if you feel any signs of allergic reaction coming on which a lot of times will be hives um, of course really dangerous is anaphylactic when your airway starts to swell up so immediately but it is important to know again that those these natural remedies and herbs even though they're natural doesn't mean they're safe or that they're safe for everybody so knowing if you've got allergies looking and making sure that the the herbs and the plants aren't related to that family like I mentioned like you know daisy family um, if you're allergic to latex dandelion is a no-no for you because that can be, um, also trigger latex allergies so having research and knowledge on hand is super important before you ever try to use herbs medicinally so small, small little amount and really watch, especially with kids, you know, really watch for any type of allergic reaction and write down what you've used and if you notice any type of signs, that type of thing. So keep some good records. Next up is we have antioxidant herbs and the, my favorites of those are basil, elderberry, sage, and turmeric. And sage is also an astringent herb. So sage is one of my, my absolute favorite herbs. I am a huge component of using both traditional and modern medicine together. I think that, like I said, we're so blessed that we get to live in a time where we've got the benefit of both of those worlds, so to speak. These are my favorite natural cough and cold remedies. Like I said, the first three things, getting rest, lots of water, immune boosting. Up next that I like to do, especially with a cough or a cold, is homemade chicken noodle soup. It's a great place to start because it's going to be nourishing your body. And then when I make my homemade chicken noodle soup, which if you need to, if you don't want to do the noodle route or if you're doing gluten-free, just make chicken soup without that part or use a gluten-free pasta. A lot of people need to go that route for their health. So when I make mine, I make sure I've got lots of basil, garlic, sage, rosemary, and turmeric. So when you're making it homemade and we've got all of those spices and herbs in there, not only do they add to the flavor because we want it to taste good, 
But by putting those herbs and spices in there, you're putting a lot of actual healing properties in there. So it's kind of like you're eating your medicine. You know, the quote by Hippocrates, let food be thy medicine and thy medicine be thy food. So true with chicken noodle soup, especially when you add those spices and herbs in there. So those are my favorite flavors to have within the chicken noodle soup. And they've also got great healing properties too. The next thing that I like to do is I mentioned staying hydrated. So I like to make a lot of teas. And again, when you're using herbal and natural remedies, you're going to help your body to use them and for them to be more effective. If you're kind of sipping and using them throughout the day rather than trying to take like a power shot just once a day. So I will make hot teas and sip on them all throughout the day or add a little bit of um, elderberry syrup, like I said, to water. And I like to choose combinations of immune-boosting herbs with anti-inflammatories and with antiviral. The next thing that I like to do, especially with cough and colds, is I like to diffuse essential oils. So if I'm feeling really congested, then I will diffuse or sniff a bottle of a eucalyptus or peppermint essential oil, especially if I'm feeling like a lot of congestion or pressure through the sinuses. But remember, we're talking safety, right? So with essential oils, eucalyptus or peppermint, those are not considered kid-safe oils, okay? So if you've got infants or really young children, those are not two that you want to use with them or around them in really close proximity. So those are ones I will use as an adult. I also will do topical application of essential oils. I will use topical application of essential oils, and again, safety with using the herbs and essential oils is so important. I just feel that I can't stress that enough. So one of my favorite essential oil companies is Plant Therapy. I'm an affiliate with them. And what I really love about them is, one, they have free shipping. Two, there's no sign-up stuff. So it's not like a multi-level marketing type deal. And they really, really have their eye on safety. They've got a kid safe line that has actually been done and approved Robert Tisserand, who's really big, one of the biggest safety people and most knowledgeable people within essential oils and aromatherapy. He went through and picked all of these and formulated these for them. So this is the Kids Immune Boost Kid Safe. And I've got links so you can check them out. This is the Kid Safe one, and it is lemon, palmarosa, dill, pedigree. Copabaya and frankincense is the kids safe one. So this is an immune boosting one that I will diffuse for my kids or use with a carrier oil diluted down to the proper dilution for children and I will put on them topically. For myself, you've probably heard of like thieves vinegar or thieves blend in within the essential oils and herbal community that people will make and plant therapy has a germ fighter blend that has those essential oils that is formulated for adults not for kids so there's two separate ones there and so I will use that one so I'll dilute it with the carrier oil and if I've really got a throat issue going on and it's warming it's a warming oil then I will put that it's a blend of them I'll actually apply that topically to my neck and throat area those are the four things that I will really reach for and use when I have a cough and cold going on now let's talk about favorite tea blends, okay? So when I have the laryngitis, I tried a couple different tea blends and a couple different natural remedy drinks so that I really wanted to be able to do the show for you guys last Thursday, but my voice just, it, it wasn't there. One of the things that I tried that was recommended for laryngitis on a lot of several different websites, of course, because Google is my friend too, that I tried was to do two tablespoons of raw apple cider vinegar. I make my own organic raw apple cider vinegar. I love using apple cider vinegar for a lot of things. It's a wonderful, wonderful item. But I diluted that in and I drank it. And because my throat was 
irritated and it was sore and it was raw, it really it stung. So it really stung and I didn't feel any relief afterwards. So that was not one that I repeated when I had this specific bout of the laryngitis going on. So that wasn't one that I really felt gave me any benefit. In fact, it kind of hurt. Even though I had the apple cider vinegar diluted, you don't ever want to take it raw, right? It is acidic. We always need to dilute it. So that one wasn't the best for me. When the one that really worked well for me, so this is my favorite soothing tea, a half a teaspoon of the marshmallow root, and then I use two fresh sage leaves. Sage is an awesome thing to use herbal wise. It's one of my favorites and I've got it growing right outside my door fresh. So I actually just go and pick two fresh sage leaves, kind of crush them up a little bit. That helps release the oils and put them in there. If you don't have fresh, then I just kind of guesstimate about a quarter of a teaspoon dried. And then I did a teaspoon of elderberry syrup. And then I also did a quarter teaspoon of dried lemon. So I have my own lemon zest that I do up so that it's in powder. I've got a little bit bigger chunks as well. And so I added that because this is the rind or the peel of the lemon, and we've got a lot of vitamin C there. And so vitamin C, as we know, when you're not feeling good, vitamin C is a great thing to bring on board. And it also gives some flavor too. That was the combination that I used, and I just put it all in. I've got a little tea ball here. So I put all of it into this and then put it in my cup and poured the boiling water over it and let it seep for about five to 10 minutes and then just pull this out. And then I would sip on that and I made about two to three cups a day of that and would just kind of sip on that. That was like bam right on the money. That one I felt the most relief from. I felt like it really helped soothe my throat and take down the inflammation. That one works the absolute best for me. So that was the one that I used. And you can sweeten it if you want. I actually didn't sweeten it the most of the time, but if you want to sweeten it, I just thought it had a great flavor all on its own. I actually really like the, I like a little bit of sage. Sage is one of my favorite herbs even wise, but I like a little bit of sage in with my drink. But if you're not like, mm, I don't know if I want the savory so much in my tea, then you can go ahead and raw honey because raw honey is great. It's got a lot of medicinal properties in it too, as long as you're over one year old. And so you can add some raw honey to that. I'm trying to keep a really low glycemic index right now. So I just used a little bit of uh, a couple drops of stevia in there if you want. Either way is totally up to you. First time is I would seep it for about five to 10 minutes and then I would take this out and I would drink that cup or most of it. And sometimes I'd get down to like the quarter of it and it had gotten cool. So I'd pop it back in there, the same, same tea ball with ingredients, and then fill it up again with hot water. And then I would let it seep longer, at least 10 minutes. And so I would use it twice. And then I would dump them out and start again and just let it sit a little bit longer because we'd already pulled some of it out for the first time. And then that way, and then I had a little bit still from the original down in there and then that, that kept it hot too, because hot, warm, not too hot, right? We don't want to burn ourselves, but warm really seems to have a benefit to me when I've got a cough and cold going on. And so I like to keep it warm. And that way you kind of get double use out of your herbs and you're not having to replace them every time. Not quite as strong, which is why I go a little bit longer. I add the honey right before I drink it. So I don't put the honey in right when I'm pouring the boiling water in, but after it's gotten enough that you can drink it without burning yourself, I go ahead and add the honey in and you should be fine. You don't want it to get to really hot temperatures for an extended period of time because you will start to kill off some of the benefits from the raw honey. So that's the point that where I add mine if I'm adding it into a drink for me. My kids are older now, so I'll add it into theirs too. That is some of my favorite things that I use when I've got a cough and cold coming on. Today's verse of the week, we are in James, James chapter one, 
verse 21 through 22. So get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness, and in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word. But be doers of the word, obey the message, and not merely listeners to it, betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. And that's so important because not just in our spiritual walk with the Lord, but also in our everyday, there's so many times that we hear things that we know we should be doing, right? We know that we need to be getting adequate exercise. We know we need to be eating healthy. We know we need to be using less processed things in our life. We know that we need to be spending time with the Lord. We know we need to be praying and just drawing closer to him. We know we need to be reading the Bible. There are so many things that we know, but are we putting them into practice? Because just knowing it, that's not enough, right? We, and then we deceive ourselves by thinking that we're doing things but by just hearing it or knowing it. But what if we're not actively doing it and walking out? Then it's not really doing us that much good. So that is my call to you and to myself today is to be doers of the word and to be doers of thing, things so that we are not merely listeners. I want to thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. And I hope and encourage you to go and check out the Ultimate Herbs and Essential Oils bundle before it's gone. And again, you can do that at mostknorris.com slash bundle.